Hi-de-ho, I'm Uno Clay from Philadelphia, and I support Gen X Grown Up on Patreon. In a world torn apart by angry pundits and ceaselessly acerbic news, the cheerful tone of Gen X Grown Up is always a welcome escape, not to mention endlessly entertaining, and sometimes even informative. If you want to support the show too, click on genxgrownup.com slash Patreon and toss them a couple bucks. It's the guaranteed way to gain the respect of your peers and immediate promotions at work. Not guaranteed in all 50 states. Some employers may see fit to demote you, and your peers will probably find you weird and distasteful. Results may vary. You are warned. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listener, to this episode 147 of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. I am John. Joining me as always, of course, is Mo. Hey, everybody. Would not be a show without George. Hey, man. Hey, how's it going, guys? In this episode, we head back to the theater for the latest adventures of Drax, Rocket, Star-Lord, and the gang. Check out a unifying gadget to get all your entertainment center electronics under control and play a modern homebrew remake of a classic arcade title for the Atari 2600 40-some-odd years later. So that is so much more. <laughs> It's coming your way in this episode. Before we jump into that, though, we would like to start with a little bit of good business, and this time it's some fourth listener email, and I use the term email loosely because lately it's come from all different places. It came from Facebook and YouTube and Discord and all these places, and in fact, this time around, our fourth listener is Ben, who dropped us a line over on YouTube. Oh, okay. Huh? Now, Ben has written in before, for whatever reason, Ben loves to comment about the podcast on whatever the latest video is. Not always related, <laughs> but he knows he can reach us that way. So Fair enough. <laughs> so it might be, you know, it might be a video about some news about Atari, and he's like, hey, $6 million man, dude. So whatever it is, that's fine with me. That's how Ben <laughs> hey, likes hey, to reach ben, us. So just a PSA, Ben, head over to genxgrownup.com slash discord, and you'll be able to reach mm-hmm. us even faster about whatever you like. There's whole channels out there for anything you want to comment yep, on. Yeah. Literally, George, you made a channel for fourth listener input. So you could drop right. in your emails in there. Yeah. Exactly. So Ben wrote in uh, over on YouTube and he says, fantastic podcast about the $6 billion man. Mm. Yeah, it was. I liked that episode. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, Mo and I just sat there. Yeah, really? <laughs> Maybe that's why I liked it. No, it was the topic. It was the topic. <laughs> ben goes on to say. John likes to talk. <laughs> nah. <laughs> It's not just me. There's at least three of us that like to talk. Ben goes on to say, I have never seen the series before, and almost 100% of what I know about the series has now come from Gen X Grown Up. So we could have just made it up for Ben's benefit. Yeah, you would really, not know the right? difference. So there's this bear in a semi-truck. Yeah. <laughs> We could have, like, all the crap about Bigfoot, maybe we're making that up. You don't know. Yeah, you have to go prove right? us wrong. You have to go watch it. Does it does sound a little <laughs> incredible, you know, a little amazing. Like, oh, yeah, there's a, there's it a does sound Bigfoot, crazy. too. You know? There's a pig yeah. that's walking around on its hind legs. <laughs> Different movie. <laughs> ben goes on to say, one of my two favorite shows when I was a kid was The Fall Guy that had Lee oh, Majors yeah. in mm. the lead. Uh, and also, Farrah was the name of their family dog named after Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> so, Lee Majors okay. connection there. I'm good with that. Did you guys ever name a pet after a celebrity or a character or anything like that? Did you have any? I mean, no? not. I named my dog after uh, Zora, so after Blade Runner. Okay, that counts. Oh. That totally counts. I, I didn't start doing that until I got fish just a few years ago. I started naming them after like
like famous sports athletes. Oh, that's cool. There was, I think Phil Collins was in a movie. I never saw it, but is it called Buster? Have you heard the film yes, with Phil, Phil Collins, Collins in it? was in Buster. It's a, a heist movie. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I had a little puppy that I named Buster once. Other than that, I never named an animal after. Well, was now, we have, after now we have cats him, or you just named him Buster? Because that's kind no, of No, it was. Comedy. It was named, I thought it was a cool, I thought I saw it at the video rental store. I saw the, the cover ah. and Buster, I just thought it was a cool name. I didn't see the film, but I'm like, sure. And I like Phil Collins in Genesis. So for no good reason, like he had a good reason to name his dog Farrah because he liked Farrah Fawcett. I didn't even see the movie Buster, but it worked. I just I did wonder it. if he dressed his dog up in a bikini or oh, feathered his hair It's getting weird. The feathering of the hair made more sense. I'm not sure about a dog bikini. I'm not sure, but definitely yeah. do not Google dog in bikini, please. Before, but no, before we go any further down the rabbit hole, I want to thank you, Ben, for dropping us a line <laughs> for listener email as you did. Listener, if you would like your email feature on the show, it is drop dead easy. You can just fire off a note to podcast at genxgrownup.com. Read every single one and most of them, like Ben's, who commented on YouTube, eventually make this show. All right. With that good business behind, it's time to jump into the body of episode 147 right after this. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on PressBox Access. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show, too. It helps more than you know. Why are all Shady Brook Farms turkey parts so delicious? So juicy? So tender? Because all Shady Brook Farms turkey parts are farm fresh. They're delivered fresh from the Shenandoah Valley straight to your supermarket overnight. Turkey parts fresh from the Shady Brook Farms. Turkey doesn't get any fresher than this. It is time to get rolling talking about media we have been consuming. Of course, this could be books or comics or music or TV or film or whatever it could be. And I'm going to get started with you, Mo. What have you been checking out? Oh, man. So I got to talk about the last, you know, I should say the third last volume and maybe the last forever movie in Mm -hmm. The Guardians Uh, of the Galaxy. uh, 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 Mm -hmm. Shut the (laughs) hell up. What? No, uh-uh. Well, no. We have he's, long he's established calling, that he's I claimed BS. Guardians of the Galaxy oh. Volume 3 like 17 million <laughs> episodes ago. Oh. You can kiss my is, lily is white rear we actually- end. <laughs> it's enforced. I'm going to either I get to talk about it or I just scream into the microphone for the next hour <laughs> well, and a half so that nobody else can be heard. All right. Well, Damn we don't it, want George to take his works. mic and go home. So. <laughs> All right. Well, what, Mo, why don't we let George talk about this oh, one at shoot. least All to right. start? I'll really let George talk about it. Get. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> George, what have you been uh, watching? Bullshit. <laughs> All right. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. For those of yes. you who haven't checked out Rated Gen X, my movie trailer podcast thing, I'll have a review. It's probably already up by the time you listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. So you can really just skip this and jump over to that YouTube channel <laughs> if you want to hear my thoughts. Don't tell people to skip the podcast, <laughs> know, really. George. I'm sorry. No, but it, it was a really fun film. I got to go see it twice because of scheduling conflict issues. It was mm-hmm. a lot 
lot of fun. You can definitely tell from beginning to end that this is the ultimate yeah. series ender for this particular team. Now, yeah. I know we're going to have spoilers, so sorry, guys. You know, I'm going to spoil some stuff. If you didn't already know, James Gunn is done with Marvel. He's over in DC now. He's basically going to become their Kevin Feige. And mm-hmm. he is blowing that universe up and starting from scratch. Like there's like only one movie of the DC movies that's even going to count toward his whole new DC film wow. universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's basically wiping the slate clean. Mm-hmm. Part of that is also finishing up what he was doing with Marvel. Now you guys probably remember he got fired between yeah. volume mm-hmm. two and volume yeah. three. Right. There's a little bit of bitterness there. I think, you know, his stars had to, you know, go out on social media and say, we're not making the film unless James Gunn is involved. You know, his brother is Craglin and also the stand-in for Rocket and Groot on the set. Mm, Good, solid film, though. They started off by letting you know it's definitely an ending because the Marvel logo is all Guardians Oh, I noticed video, that. Yeah. Right. They only mm-hmm. do that when something's at an end, like when Stan Lee passed away and Chadwick mm-hmm. Boseman only do that whenever it's mm. the end of a thing. Interesting. Great tie-ins. Now, John, mm-hmm. I think right before the movie, I was trying to talk you into watching the Guardians Christmas special. The Christmas thing. Right. Mm-hmm. I did. So you did get to watch it. Did you watch it before the film and notice the different tie-ins there? I did. Yeah. 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 I did. Yeah, I noticed a I couple. Heard, yeah. John told me that as well. So I watched it before I saw the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good advice. Yeah. They were so funny. I mean, there's a band that's in that Christmas special. The real life band is called the old 97s for anybody who Mm -hmm. wants to go listen to their stuff. They've got a really good sound and a lot of fun. They're good. Yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, that song that Kevin Bacon sings with them at the end of the Christmas special, Mm -hmm. that's actually one of their original pieces long before they ever got involved with Marvel. Mm -hmm. So uh, anyway, there's a lot of those tie-ins, not just to the Christmas special with the old 97 singer, but also to volume one. There's a scene where they're all playing poker at one point and you get to see Howard the Duck and the broker at the yeah. poker table. I saw him. Yeah. Yeah. But I think for me, what is probably apparent to everyone, this is not a Guardians of the Galaxy Peter Quill film. No. This mm-hmm. is a Guardians of the Galaxy Rocket Raccoon film. Yeah. Like an origin film almost. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, we get to go back and find out all the stuff he's always refused to talk about, right? All right, the yeah. experimentation. Yeah. yeah. None of your business. Some truly heartbreaking oh, stuff. Geez. No wonder he didn't talk about it though. Holy oh, yeah. Ew. I mean, the, so the high evolutionary was a mad scientist of the millionth degree just the experimentation he was doing on all these animals. A lot of animal rights activists are talking about how hard it is to watch the film just because of some of those scenes are terrible. Yeah, Yeah. it it was rough. Now, the rabbit creature, holy, that was was the cutest creepy I've ever seen. I was about to say creepy and lovable at the same time, how they pulled that off. Yeah. (laughs) My name is Floor because I'm on floor. The floor. (laughs) (laughs) But we do get like a couple of wrap ups for this Mm -hmm. movie. So Peter Quill and Gamora's storyline gets wrapped up. Mm -hmm. Thank God they don't get together. I was so going to be pissed off if they made her fall in love with him over again. I'm glad she goes off and does her own thing with the Ravagers. Um, Mantis goes out on her own. She gets really assertive in this movie. Mm -hmm. Like mean almost in a couple of spots. Yeah, It's like standing her ground is what she's doing, right? She's like, I'm not a format. I'm my own person. Stop just acting like I'm an also. (laughs) 
right? I, I have my own mm-hmm. agenda. Mm-hmm. And she had her own heroic moments, too. She's not just also on the team. Oh, yeah. Like she saved their bacon a couple times. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Drax, he shows a lot more heart in this film, more so than mm-hmm. he was able to in the past. And, you know, you get the whole thing. You were born to be a father at the end. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nebula has some really fun moments, but I don't know that her character grows a lot. But yeah, I, I think, think so. arguably the, the worst character in the film, if you've got to pick a bad moment, it's got to be Adam Warlock. That was a total yeah. waste of a storyline. It's kind of felt shoehorned in, in. Yeah, he was a pretty major comic book guy too. I mean, he. I mean, not re- no, uh, more like probably my seventies, eighties. He was a big comic book person, but it was just sort of like, oh yeah, yeah. He he's super powered. Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, he was essentially. <laughs> A teenager doing what his mother told him, and his mother was telling him, be a bounty hunter because your stepfather over here wants you to go get the raccoon. That's pretty much what his storyline was for the film. And Will Pooter, the guy who plays Adam Warlock, Mm -hmm. is a tremendous actor. We've seen him in a lot of different things. We Mm -hmm. are the Millers. He was in the Maze Runner films. He's really good. And I feel like it was (gasps) kind of wasted. It wasn't what we got teased in volume two. He's the son from We Are the Millers, isn't he? Yeah. I I could not nail that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm looking the the whole time. I'm like, where did I see him? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) He's also in like every British period piece. Mm-hmm. movie yeah. or TV show he's yeah. probably in it at some point I mean he he wraps it up by being the heart of gold character he adopts the little alien dog thing <laughs> yeah. and then he ends mm-hmm. up as a hobo Cute. on nowhere toward the end of the film but it was just kind of a waste Mo to your point we probably should have seen Adam Warlock like four years ago in his own standalone thing. So he could have been included in Avengers Endgame because right. in mm-hmm. the books, he's the yeah. mastermind of taking the gauntlet away from Thanos in the infinity right. gauntlet series. Cause he had the soul gem at one point. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they've got an opportunity to do something with him. They didn't start off well, in my opinion, but yeah. overall I give the movie four tokens out of five at this point. Mm. Okay. I think the only other thing I really didn't like were those stupid god awful costumes on Counter Earth of those aliens. Oh. It looked like James Gunn and all the other people on the set said, "Okay, we got all these amazing special effects. We've got this blubberous <laughs> organic suit around Nathan Fillion on this crazy space yeah. station, and mm-hmm. we've got all this other stuff going on." oh shit, we're out of money. Somebody run down to Halloween costumes or less or Party City and grab a bunch of costumes to put in the film on Counter Earth. That's what yeah. it felt like. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know there was supposed to be like organic technology, like they grow all that, you know, supposedly. But yeah, mm-hmm. it was, it was, yeah, it looked kind of, it looked weird. It just looked odd. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that panda pushing that lawnmower, Jesus Christ, that was <laughs> awful. Yeah. Although I have to say, Nathan Fillion, he had some great lines in this thing though. Woo. Oh, he was a great <laughs> insert. Yeah. Like when the guy's like, oh, this is the boss's nephew. And he's like, oh, I got one of those too. You know? And he kept just looking at him and giving those pauses once in a while, just looking yeah, just, over his just shoulder that, like, yeah. you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. You know, oddly enough, he's a, tie in himself he was in the first volume one film oh, that's oh I right. know that. yeah so he's mm. the alien in the prison that Groot sticks his root fingers up his nose whenever he's oh, gonna attack yeah. i didn't know that huh. peter quill yeah that's nathan fillion <laughs> this one kind of felt the i don't know how to say this it was the most marvel of the movies and the least guardians of the galaxy of the movies and i don't necessarily I mean that. that in a bad way but the Guardians of the Galaxy, especially when it started, it was its own thing out there doing its mm-hmm. own stuff. Mm-hmm. And the second one pretty much was more of that. You know, there was a little bit of tie in with the rest of Marvel, but not a lot. And this one felt like, oh, this is the required chapter in the Marvel book. It felt much more wedged into the Marvel mold. 
if you mm. will. Okay. Right. Uh, it, it doesn't make for a bad movie. It makes it takes some of the steam out of the guardianziness of it, you know, if you will. It wasn't as madcap. It wasn't. It was a little more grounded and centered and serving the next chapter of Marvel, I felt, as they were rounding yeah. it out. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely tell this is a phase five ending storyline, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see Guardians again until at least seven, if we're lucky. I don't think we'll see them at all in the rest of phase five or phase six. It's... Yeah. <laughs> The only thing we might see is some of the guardians who have gone off on their own. At mm-hmm. the end of this film, yeah. there's a there's a line where it says the legendary Star Lord will right. return. We'll so I back. think we're going to yeah. see He's him be back in some something. of the stuff right. that's coming up with Kang yeah. the Conqueror, whatnot. We might get a Disney Plus series out of the new Guardians lineup that we saw in that in credit scene. <laughs> that that pretty, could be cute. Fun. <laughs> yeah, I agree with pretty much everything you guys said. I mean, I I enjoyed the movie. It was a good movie. You know, I definitely I, if I saw it again, you know, I probably I'd be happy to see it again. But to your point, John, yeah, I definitely it was the most emotional by far of the two other movies. And I mean, I really like the fact that Gamora did not get back together. To me, mm-hmm. that was actually the most yeah mature She's a different person. Yeah, that makes like sense. the most mature, like realistic, mature. What would happen? You know, in that situation situation thing because like yeah she's a different she's a completely different person like she has no life experience with this guy you know but let me tell you the rocket stuff though anytime they showed any of that it was just like like his first word was hurts yeah, yeah. And i was, was like so oh my god yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i said i know there are people crying in this theater right now <laughs> yeah bradley cooper and the animators knocked it out of the park with that character in those yeah. flashback scenes yeah it's a solid film it's a good wrap-up for the for this guardians of the galaxy yeah. team like i said i think mm-hmm. we'll see more with rockets team I just don't think we'll get it in a movie anytime soon. It'll have to be something in a smaller format, like a Disney Plus kind of series. Yeah, she'll show up. Limited series. Which is perfectly fine with me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mo, I've talked an awful lot about Guardians that you tried to talk about, so I'm going to let you pick something else, and then you can go talk about that. All right, hold up. Uh, Oh, here I was looking forward to this last time. Silo TV series. Okay, see, that's all you have to do. Just look forward to something you had already picked last time. Stay off of my the Guardians too. But anyway, anyway, nah. let's neither here nor there. Let's move. In let's fairness, move. I think largely he just wanted to mess with you. I think that was yeah, really what totally it was true. about. <laughs> you know, yeah. It worked. He's right. That's well that was pretty that was pretty Mission much my only purpose in that. But anyway. <laughs> Um, no, Silo. So it's a series that is based on books called Wool, science fiction books. Okay. And it was where basically when I told you that like people live in this giant silo. It has like hundreds mm. of levels. Oh, the levels. Right. Yeah, yeah. Talk about this. And mm-hmm. they have these views that they could see, like the outside world, and it's like this desolate, just gray, ashy. Well, like camera views, though, not yeah, camera real views, windows. Yes, they're camera views. Oh, okay. They dropped the first two episodes, and it could be weekly after that. The first two mm-hmm. episodes, holy crap, it was good. Oh my was it? god, it was okay. so good. What made it so good? It's unbelievably good television. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm, it's got okay. some great people. Rashida Jones, you know, from Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. and stuff. She's in it. Okay. Amazing, amazing cast. Just really great people. Great writing having read the books and i kind of know what the twist is going to be oh okay so you read the books gotcha yeah i read the books so i kind of know what the twist is and in a way knowing what the twist is is like worse for me because i'm like oh Yeah. You know it's coming. You know, know what we're leading coming. up to. Yeah. I don't know when, but when it comes, it's going like, to be I don't amazing. Look. I don't want to look. It's going to hit the train. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't read the books, but mm-hmm. to me, the twist was possibly given away extremely early in episode one. It seems rather obvious. So maybe I'm wrong. That's kind of what I'm hoping, that it twists something mm-hmm. even worse than I think they're pointing <laughs> us towards. 
much. It, it, you could be wrong. I'll just say that much. I think I know <laughs> okay. where you're going with All it. Right. I think it's maybe a 50-50 chance you have it wrong. So okay. the, the whole first episode, it's like, you know, they, they live in this quote unquote free society. They elect a mayor and all that stuff, you know, but there's a group of people that feel like, okay, we're being manipulated. Are people actually, is, is it really fair? You know, are things really fair? Mm-hmm. And there's one law, one rule that they can't be broken. If you say, I want to go outside, that's it. You're, you're sent outside. They say that. Yeah. Yeah, you're sent outside. But I'm like, okay, you're not breaking the rule. If they send you outside, that was your request. You right. just said, I want to leave. And they let you leave. That's the- But you can't change your mind. That's the thing. Well, but if you're at the point where you want to leave, I don't think you're oh, changing yeah. your mind in that society. It's like you don't go through security and talk about a bomb. Dude, not cool. Yeah, not, not cool. cool. Yeah, exactly. We're going to take it seriously. I and see. they put the people like these environmental suits. And the thing is that they give them a piece of wool. That's kind of where the thing comes from. All right. That they go up there and their job, since they go out there, they have to clean the cameras off, the lenses. Well, they, they tell them they have to, but they say- No, they ask, they're asked to do that. Yeah. Once you leave the society, you're no longer bound by our rules. So you don't right. have to. We'd like you to. have to. <laughs> if you have some spare time. Yeah. But the thing is that everybody hmm, does. Okay. And so that's also part of it. They're like, why does everybody do this? You know, like, do they know oh. something? I mean, it's, it's just, it hmm. was- uh, it's it's so good. I'm I'm looking forward to the third episode. I think it's just dropped as recording this, and I just can't wait to watch it. I, I think you're leaving out one major plot point, though, mm-hmm. Mo, that might grab anybody else's sure. attention who doesn't. So this society has evolved over hundreds of years, John. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much so that they don't remember any of their history because supposedly when there was a revolution where people were fed up with living there and wanted to leave, those revolutionaries supposedly deleted all of the historical documents that they could use to figure out why they're in this silo, what's really going on outside, how all that happened. So in theory, nobody inside the silo knows why they're there or what's going on outside. They just have right. to accept hmm. it. And that's what brings up some of the psychological craziness right. in a what lot about, of the What people. am I missing out on? I don't know. Is this better to be in here? You have no idea. That's the, yeah, that's the that's challenge, the right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. And he said, and there's reports everywhere showing the outside too. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, every common room, there's a window showing the outside. I mean, it, this is done so well. Um, like I said, I, right. I'm so happy because it was a really good book. And as I was reading, I'm like, oh, this would be a great series. Yeah, it feels very much like an allegory for governmental crowd control. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I didn't even care about it, but now I'm super wanting to watch it because I didn't, I didn't know it was going to be something great like that. So it sounds <laughs> sounds fascinating oh, no, the it's, way you it's describe really, it. really, really good. Huh. Remember, uh, the TV reviewers are like gushing over it too. Yeah. They're like some of yeah, the best wow. TV they've seen all this okay. season. So. Yeah, definitely catch catch it, Silo. Now, John, Mm -hmm. you have something I really want to watch, so I'm really interested to hear what you have to say about this. Oh, yeah, I was looking forward to this last time. And I will say I am enjoying this for reasons different than what I was looking forward to it for. So ponder that a bit. Okay. So we're talking about Muppets Mayhem. So this is a Disney Plus limited series. It's just a 10-episode. I don't think it's going to be a renewed thing. I'm not suspecting. I could be wrong. And the idea is that it is a Muppets show. But it's centered mm-hmm. on the Electric Mayhem, the house band for the Muppet Show. Those was seven right. or eight different characters, and and even before this, I didn't even know all their names. Like I knew Doctor Teeth, and I knew Animal, and I knew yeah, uh, I knew Janice, uh, the, the the girl. But now mm-hmm. I've learned yeah, and there's it. Lips, and there's Zoot, and there's I knew everybody now because <laughs> I've seen all these different characters. So the thing that I was appreciating and looking forward to about it was, oh, wow, a Muppet series that's not look bless Kermit and Miss Piggy. Fantastic characters, but every series, every movie is a love story between Kermit and Miss Piggy. Yeah. With mm-hmm. all the same, you got Rolf and you got 
Gonzo and you, all the same characters you see every single time in a new situation to save the something, you know, save yeah. the farm, save the theater, save the whatever. It's just oh, it's the same thing Take over New York. And over. Yeah. 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 This one, though, follows the electric mayhem. They have had this storied career and effectively ever since the end of the Muppet show, they've been on tour for decades. <laughs> That's awesome. So they talk of they have a record oh. of the longest tour ever on record. They're just going around the world <laughs> playing. That's cool. And they all live to get together in this Partridge family love van, basically, you know, running the world. They don't have any other attachments. Nice. And turns out they have never recorded an album because okay. they, well, they've been on tour they the on whole tour time. With? No, but what, what are they? playing when they're on tour it's their songs they just never cut an album with it you have to see it live they never recorded well, do, an album how do people know their song that's the whole point the of Muppet a tour show. is people want to go see you play your the electric mayhem everyone knows okay, that right. <laughs> the mayhem's tour is just about playing and whoever shows up and they love it and so there's this beleaguered little record record company that's about to go under and they find while they're shredding documents that oh no like 30 years ago we gave them an advance for an album they never recorded so let's go find them, get them to cut the album to save our record label. Whoa, 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 whoa. Earlier you said you were tired of the save our this, save our that. This is a save our thing. It's just with a different Muppet group. The, the story is not about that. That was the motivation to go get them to cut the album. The story is about the electric mayhem. The reason they're people want them to cut an album is because somebody wants to save their own bacon. This is not the Muppets. The Muppets don't care about the record label. The Muppets okay. are just there being asked to cut an album they're required to. The people asking them to do it are trying to save something. So oh, okay. it's slightly different. And, and the Muppets aren't like, we got to save the record. They don't care. They're just doing their own thing. <laughs> they vehemently don't care. Like every time they leave and come back to the house where they're staying, they're having another party. If they're not working, they're <laughs> just doing their own thing. Nice. Okay. So I was looking forward to this because it's Muppets because, you know, yeah. I love puppets and the Muppets in particular. And because I knew it was not just another retread of the same thing. And the first episode, it was just what I was expecting. A little extra Disney slapped on there. Everybody's a little too pretty. Everybody's a little too polite, right? There's mm. it's very Disney, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. I'm like, all right, okay. let's give the second one a try. The second episode was like, oh, oh, we're, we're, we're doing something like there's some heart there. There isn't just look, look, haha, it's Muppets. And aren't they doing something funny? Plastic. Thing. We're growing these characters and we're learning about the characters. By the end of episode three, I cried. Powerful stuff is going on. Uh. You learn the background of these characters you've basically known but not known for 40 plus years. You're learning like, where did Animal come from? How do these hmm. people get together? Why are they doing what they do? Huh. And make no mistake, this is an Animal show. He is the star of this show. Nobody else is close. He has all the best lines, all all the best character development, which is great because he was always my favorite member of the band. <laughs> Please tell me that Animal gets to hot dose Janice, just like straight up kills her with a speedball. What? I, I haven't seen that happen yet. Why would you want that well, to you happen? Said, you said <laughs> they were doing stuff. I want to see some crazy shit. Whoa, that took a dark turn. <laughs> it's, it's still a Disney Plus. <laughs> I don't know why you'd want that, but I don't think it happens. You might want it to call George's wife. Tell me there, it wouldn't John. rock your Muppet world, though, if one of them, like, killed off another one somehow. An animal giving drugs to one of the other Muppets <laughs> seems very feasible. That would be frightening. You know, because yeah. it's Disney, it's there's implied kind of like this whole band is a band of stoners, right? They're all kind of, hey, man, whatever, See? right? 
Drugs. But because it's Disney Plus, they're really putting that on the back burner. Sort of. Like at uh. one point, they're like, you anybody smell that? And they're like, yeah, smells like inspiration. But they don't talk about what it is. Ah, <laughs> uh, so they're kind of drug washing it. I got you. Right, right. Drug wash. That's good. And then later, they all need to go on this big acid trip of realization. But they do that by accidentally eating expired marshmallows around a campfire. Oh, come on, Disney. I know. It's oh, I know. Muppets, though. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's for kids. It is Muppets. But let me tell you, I've now watched half of this season, five episodes down. I only have five left to go. It keeps getting better. There's emotional stuff in it. There, like I said, there's character development. It started out as a kind of a mockumentary with, and you see a lot of celebrities talking about the band, uh, but really it turns into a kind of a multi-camera shoot about the adventure of this band finding their groove and figuring out how to like come to terms with, you know, attachment to things they've avoided their whole life now doing it as they make this album. Some of the trailer kind of gave me a feel to something you just mentioned that it it felt like it was a Muppets version of Spinal Tap and maybe it's gotten extended into a longer story than Spinal Tap was. They even have the one little scene where don't they like one of their amps goes to like 11 and a half or something 11 and like half, that. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. A Spinal Tap mockumentary thing is sprinkled into it, but that's not okay. the overall tone of the entire series. Yeah, it's not it's not full mockumentary, even though there's, there's plenty of homage, plenty of celebrity cameos. Uh, I've seen Weird Al Yankovic. I've seen Cheech Marin and Tommy Chong. I've seen so Lil Nas X shows Again, up. He says, drugs. <laughs> I know. Again, it's implied. It's all in there. Yeah. So it, it's so good. Uh, if you were thinking about seeing it, but you're like, yeah, I don't want to see another little Muppet show. It's brand new, but feels familiar. And it is so much better than I thought it was going to be. I love right. it. I love it. I'm going to, yeah, I'm probably going to finish it this weekend. I don't think I can wait. It's a really good show. So if you're thinking about it, Mo, don't wait. Go watch it. Okay. I'll definitely check it out. I'm Allison Holland host of the Kennedy Dynasty podcast. Equipped with a microphone and a long-term fascination of the Kennedy family, I am joined by an incredible cast of experts, friends, and guests to take you on a fun, relaxed, yet informative journey through history and pop culture. From book references to fashion to philanthropy to our modern expectations of the presidency itself, you'll see that there is so much more to Kennedy than just JFK or conspiracy theories. Join me for the Kennedy Dynasty podcast. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. Marge felt safe. The fridge was filled with canned fruit drinks. Then... Invasion of the canned creatures. Only vans of cans will stop their thirst. Honey, you need this. New Kool-Aid Cool Shots Liquid Concentrate. One squirt makes the glass. This makes almost as much as six big cans for about half the price. Relax. The best part is they love to make it themselves. New Kool-Aid Cool Shots, now in a can drink section near you. Can you afford to be without it? Let's kick off this Tech and Toys with George. Since I slided you on the old media thing, I apologize <laughs> for that. nice. I'm going I'm to oh, let you get branch. the first word okay. in here on this segment. Okay. Well, <laughs> you have successfully repaired the relationship, sir. Uh, oh, that's nice. Aww. As I mentioned earlier, I am doing a new channel for us, Rated Gen X. It's over on YouTube. It's a subsidiary channel of Gen X Grown Up, and it's all about movies and TV shows and trailers and things like that. Mm -hmm. But 
one of the things that has come out of that in the tech area has been my need to start editing my own stuff. So John traditionally does 95% of the editing that you guys Mm -hmm. hear or see when it comes from Gen X grown up. And that's because that's in his background. He was, you know, a TV director and producer Mm -hmm. and editor and what the hell ever WCTV needed for 20 plus years. So Mo and I try to learn from him Mm -hmm. and try to learn on our own as well. Mm -hmm. Power director is a video editing tool that's fun but not necessarily simple it has a price tag to it it's got one of those office 365 subscription models going with it uh there's different levels and i really like using it i think maybe because john you had me using it a long time ago when i was doing Mm -hmm. drawn and paneled stuff some familiarity but i've forgotten a lot yeah you turned me on to a youtube channel that may have arguably the greatest presenter for (laughs) instructional content on the planet. It's called PD University, Power Director University. This guy... (laughs) (laughs) Like one of his, one of his opening intros for just like three seconds is like, boy, my balls are tired. And then it goes into whatever the video he's talking about. And it's all about bouncing balls in the video or something. And it's just, he's so funny. He's got this smooth kind of, I don't know, Barry White type of a vibe and Mm -hmm. voice going Mm -hmm. on. His videos are like five to six minutes. If you're looking to get into video editing or want to play with a piece of software, go get like a free, I'm sure there's a free copy Mm -hmm. of Power Director or something like that, right? And watch Power Director University. To that point, there are other ones out there like DaVinci Resolve is the one that everybody says the best free video editor on the market. If somebody will tell us that there's a DaVinci Resolve YouTube instructional <laughs> channel like this one, as good as this I'll one, I'll switch. Yeah. But until then, this guy, he lays it down five to 10 minutes. You know the topic that you wanted to learn about mm-hmm. in, in a very engaging, fun way. We really should hire the guy for Gen X Grown Up. He's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've used PowerDirector, one, because it's for the features and costs, I think is a good value. Mm-hmm. It's a good balance. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, to get comparable, I mean, what's the like Adobe Premiere or I forget the name. I would love of that. to use Premiere, except it's A, the cost. And B, I'd have to learn something again. I have to start yeah. over and learn that. Yeah. You know. The learning curve is the big impediment. Like DaVinci Resolve is free, no cost whatsoever mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. But the learning curve on that thing is crazy. It's steep. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm glad yeah. you liked him. He he is very smooth and he is kind of funny, which mm-hmm. makes me go back to him again and again. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to get that out there. John, <laughs> yeah. you've got something on the list i went and clicked on your link while you were talking in the last segment because you know mm-hmm. i don't pay attention of course <laughs> i just say <thank> george <laughs> and this looks like something that can make me money so i want to learn a little bit more yeah sure yeah well i will start by saying there are better ways to spend your time than using this app i'm going to share with you Okay. However, bury I mean, the lead. That's about a lot of things. However, if you plan on wasting time, this is the best way to do it. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I do waste a lot of time. Okay. All right. So the, the number one way that I waste time is I open up my phone and play some stupid game that I have no interest in playing. Just because I'm like, oh, let's smash the bricks with the balls. Let's play the mm-hmm. damn retro bowl a thousand times more. Right. Let's do my Sudoku puzzle every the same 20 crap minutes over and over like. and over yep. again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I started by looking around and go, let's find another different kind of game because I'm tired of the same thing. So keep in mind, this is the tech and toy segment, not the game segment. Right. So I'm getting there <laughs> because I'm always out playing mobile games and doing this. This came up. Some, I forget how it was an ad or whatever it came up. 
Uh, and it's the only not the only thing of its type, but it's the one I'm using. It's called Rewarded Play. Okay. So this is this is an app that will reward you for your time spent doing things in game apps that they would like you to play. So I'm sure there's some kind of arrangement like advertising. If you have an app, you mm-hmm. you say, hey, Rewarded Play, I want you to get more recognition for me. So can you help me out? Hmm. Um, but it, it's almost like a it's like a watchdog and a babysitter. You have to al- allow it to see what you're doing on your phone because it's monitoring that you accomplish certain things. So it might say, okay, hey, go and download this game and play it for five minutes and come back and you'll have earned a thousand points. Go to this game you already downloaded and get past the first village or defeat the first enemy. Like it knows, it's almost like achievements unlocked. You know, it's like certain things it wants you to do in the game. Okay, okay. And for each one of them, they're going to award you some points. And all of that, I could talk about all the details there and it, you play it three days in a row, you get 5,000 points, whatever. The point is the points can be spent on Amazon gift cards. Oh. So by playing games that you didn't even know existed and just doing the certain things in them, you earn points to give you real money in the real world. Now, it's only Amazon gift cards, no other way to pay out. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to waste time already, again, there's better ways to make money. But if you're just going to do nothing anyhow, you can do this to earn Amazon as you do it. So this is a phone app, right? It is. is and it it's only... currently only Android, I think, at the oh, moment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Apple people might be out. Yeah, that's right. I'll stop paying attention now. <laughs> so again, I don't really pay attention while you guys are talking. Fair I went enough. ahead and installed this through the <laughs> Google Play website on my phone. But I was looking, you you made a point just now to say it's only Amazon, but their graphic shows Amazon, Best Buy, Target, Walmart. I don't know. Maybe you can oh. redeem well, other cards or maybe that. only on specific so. things, but. Oh, possibly. I, I thought it was just Amazon, but it could be more, but it's not cash for sure. You can't get cash out. Yeah, I know. It just says earn gift cards and it's got like four or five gift cards. Oh, okay. Even better. Yep. Listed. So yep. you play the game. You do the thing. Do, how do you know the thing that they want you to do to hmm. earn 10 cents or a dollar or whatever? It's right in the app. You literally go in the app and it says, hey, so I'm playing a game. I couldn't even tell you the name of these stupid games I'm playing. There's one that's I'm a pig that's pulling a slot machine lever. I don't know why. I just that's <laughs> and then I build a village, right? Whatever it is. That's that's <laughs> realism at its finest. <laughs> I'm a pig pulling a slot machine handle. And building a village. So in the rewarded play app, it says go to pig slot machine game and make it to village number two. Okay. Okay. And then you say, click here and it launches the app for you. Like it will, it'll get you right into it. I was going to ask, do you launch the game from it? Okay. Yeah. You don't have to, but you can, it's convenient. And you pop in there and you do whatever. And sometimes even pops up like an achievement, like da ding, you've done the thing. Now, not always, but eventually it will. But once you know, you've done it, you come back to the app and it goes, Oh, success. You've done that thing. And it's very much, it's kind of like achievements or rewards that you would get playing games on, on consoles, but what you're getting are points toward gift cards. So how much do you have to play to get a substantial gift card? Yeah, I think that's a good question. Uh, so the, the base is a $5 gift card that you're mm-hmm. going to get. I think it costs, yeah. I don't know, okay. 45,000 points or whatever. Okay. I've played with this for about a day and a half mm-hmm. and I need about, probably if, if I go and waste some time today, I'll be done. So every two or three days, you could probably make a $5 gift card if you ah. spend time on this app, right? So now it does take time. Some of them are play the game 15 minutes. Like that's one of the requirements. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Right. But other things you can do and you can choose to do what you want. The one caveat I will say is 
be careful picking a game. Make sure it's a game you're at least interested in because I made the mistake of just clicking on the first one to try it. Mm -hmm. And it's some giant Final Fantasy inspired sword and sorcery (laughs) full resolution. Uh, I'm like, something you really don't care about. I just want a pig in a slot machine. I want to connect gems (laughs) together. I'm going to do something silly. (laughs) So watch out what you pick because there are a lot of them to choose from. Look, every, every day I go out with my wife, sit on the back porch and we just kind of play on our phones and chat about our day. And now I do that earning Amazon gift cards while I'm doing it. So it's really cool. It feels like a better reward version than Upside. You guys use Upside all the time because I think you have a lot of gas stations Mm -hmm. in your area that That use Upside. But for a lot of us, Upside barely uses any of the stations in our area. And so Ah. I never really earn anything on that fucking app. But this one, it doesn't matter where I'm at. I'm just playing a game on my phone as long as I have my device. That's a fun way to earn rewards. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it has that little achievement thing like, oh, I accomplished this goal. And the goal Mm -hmm. actually affects your real life. You get some money. So that's why I like it. Okay. So there are others to check out, but I'm playing this one right now. So, so far, so good. You might want to check it out and see what you think about it. All right. Mo, what about you? What do you got for tech today? So I actually have a piece of tech. So you guys, I mean, I don't know if you guys use these, but, you know, back in the day when we had to control like 50 devices at one time to watch a movie, you know, your surround sound and your TV and your mm-hmm. Roku, whatever, you know, DVD you player, my, DVD right, player. Yeah, well, I used to get the Harmony remotes from Logitech. Yep. John oh, got yeah. me turned onto those like yeah. 15 yeah. years ago. And I had, I mean, I literally had this last one for, had to be at least seven years. I mean, I've had it forever and it's, and it's worked. I just unplugged the one I had like a mm-hmm. year ago. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> of the new well, TV we got. Yeah. And yeah. they work well. I mean, like I said, no real complaints. Mm-hmm. So the one I have though, like I said, it's getting old. I think the battery is starting to not hold a charge very well and you know stuff like that mm-hmm. and so i went online because i was gonna buy oh let me get another harmony remote well harmony product line is discontinued logically uh-huh. is no longer making them they don't make them anymore not making them anymore huh. so I, I was like well that sucks it really sucks to go to amazon <laughs> they're still selling them for full price so if you're looking to buy <laughs> oh. yeah so if you go to Amazon and find these Harmony remotes and some of them are like 400 bucks, um, they're discontinued. You should not pay that much money for these. Wow. <laughs> I wonder if they're still continuing that software ecosystem that was a part of the generation I got the last time I bought one. Because of the didn't battery, they got out of sync somehow and I had to hook it up to my computer to fix it. And I had to hunt to find the software. It is there, but you kind of have to dig a little bit to get to the right one. Mm. But it is there. Mm, they gotcha. they didn't like totally get rid of it. So I was like, okay, no more Harmony. So I went looking for a new remote type. And I saw one that was rated pretty high by some critics. It's called Sofa Baton. <laughs> I like the name. Okay. So good name, baton. right? <laughs> you pass it off. <laughs> They're all over. You see my Amazon is pushing the crap out of these things. They're like a okay. sponsored product or whatever it is. So, um, so I bought the U2 Universal Remote because, you know, I got to control multiple devices. Mm-hmm. And it came in and, I mean, it works. Let me say that right off the bat. Hmm. Setup is super easy. Uh, matter of fact, you set it up with your phone because it'll, it'll connect to the remote through Bluetooth and just transfer mm-hmm. all your settings over, which is okay. cool. Okay. Uh, matter of fact, when I was setting it up and I couldn't, I've got the model number for my TV. So it says, okay, it's a Samsung. It says point the remote to the TV. And then from my phone, it said power on, hit it on my phone. And it made the remote send the signal as I did your TV come on. Nope. What's the next one? Try right. again. You know, mm-hmm. so then okay. that, it was able to very e- interactively find the right stuff. 
I was able to hook up, like I have a sound bar and, you know, I have a fire stick in there. So I was able to hook all those up to any problem. One of the things I don't like about it though, is that while I was able to like, if it's on TV, I was able to, and John, what's the word for it, John, when you control a different device? Oh, the punch through. Punch through. That's right. Because my yeah. volume, I wanted to control the sound bar, not the TV volume. Right. Yeah. That's pretty mm-hmm. standard. So, so I was able to go through it and actually change that, which I was like, okay, great. But then I was like, you know, all my arrow keys and stuff. I said, okay, that should be the the fire stick. Yeah, that's what I want. I couldn't find a way to punch through with those. So you uh, actually switch devices depending on what you want to control. Oh, and you don't really want to do that. Right? You want to you want to always be able to control what you want without having to punch around and find yeah. menus. That's why you don't want five remotes in the first place. So you don't have to go flipping around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, it's not like I'm going to use these arrow keys for anything else anyway. You know, I'm only going to use it if I'm on the fire stick navigating the menus. You know, I'm not going to use it mm. for my TV at all. You know, TV comes on okay. and that's, that's it. I control everything through my fire stick after that. So... That's a kind of a, a little bit of my, I mean, they make it super easy to change devices. It's not like it's hard to do. It has a little roll bar. So you actually roll it up or down and switch devices. So mm. it's not like super okay. hard or anything, but it's just annoying. You know, what can I say? Mm-hmm. Price wise though, I mean, they're just way, way cheaper than the stuff you, if I was get a similar stuff that was um, Logitech, you know, the old Harmony stuff, because this mm-hmm. remote was 60 bucks, which you could not oh, get reasonable. a yeah. Harmony yeah. remote for less than $99, I think. No, no, they're hundred bucks. When they had, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, this one is controls like a, a ton of devices. Everything's built in. They have the app as far as configuring it is really handy. You know, you're not sitting mm-hmm. there trying to do, you can do point your old remote at it and set keys that way too. Oh, learn the yeah, code. the learning yeah. mode. Learning right. code has mm-hmm. learning code. So, I mean, hold on, I'm going to use it for a while. See how annoying that thing gets to me. I had a question, but you might've kind of answered it, but I, I, you talked about its, its price and you talked about it was pretty easy to set up, but it had some annoyances. The key thing I'd be curious in, because I think I could probably figure out and work around, uh, have workarounds for the thing you're saying, but mm-hmm. the experience of using it, like you're used to the Logitech, you know that well, like it was yeah. nice and ergonomic and it had a nice yeah, heft to it. Very much so. How does this compare just the daily user experience of this one? Does it compare to the Logitech at all? What would you say? The layout is almost exactly the same, actually. Okay. It's it's super easy to navigate with my finger. You know, it's mm-hmm. I'm not looking down trying to find buttons or like in the logical spaces. They're where you expect. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're pretty much where you expect. They're not exactly the same, but they're pretty much where I expect. So I really don't feel right. any like that um, it's a new thing or it's awkward or anything else. It, it works as a standard remote. You know, it, they, it's solid for sure. So like okay. I said, I'm curious to see if I could find a way to get through that pass through thing. If I could do right. that, then it'll be awesome. That's my, my mm-hmm. biggest mm-hmm. criticism of it. Okay. Have you had any issues with battery life yet? Because for remotes up until that last Harmony I had, I always hated batteries just keep running yeah. out. Fire stick batteries, my Roku batteries, they all just run out all the time. And I'm like, you know, for 20 years, we've been able to charge rechargeable batteries. I don't know why every device doesn't do that, but yeah. what about this one? I don't know yet. I've only had it about a week, so it's fine <laughs> for now. Okay. It's Double really, A it's or fine. AAA batteries? Or? Uh, triple A's, two triple A's. Two triple A's. Okay. Yeah, so it's not awful, but so far it's working great. You know, no no real complaints. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has nice things like, you know, the screen will light up as you, if you lift up the remote, you know, the button. You know, things light up on it automatically. Oh, a little accelerometer, so it yeah, sees you. Exactly. Grabbed it. You know, yeah. so, it's little, it has, so it's definitely a solid remote for sure. Again, I'm just going to play with it for a while, see how hard it is. Because honestly, it's like, you know, once I turn the TV and set the volume level, I'm like, you know. You're mostly happy. switch it once to the, you know, how, how, I'm probably <laughs> That's just. That's 90% bit, of the target right there. Right? Yeah. You know, is it first world problem? Probably. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. you know, but I'll see. I still want to play with it. But again, for 60 bucks though, for what it does, I'm actually very impressed with it. All right. A little, little bit of wait and see. Otherwise, yeah. link in the show notes if you want to check it out and explore yourself. Thanks, Mo. Sure. 
Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotus, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chapotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at genxgrownup.com. On Memorial Day, the annual showdown between Pepsi and Coke Classic begins. Pepsi. So go to an America's Choice taste test booth this summer and see which one you prefer. Of course, most people choose the taste of Pepsi. Pepsi. Which means the most challenging part of this challenge is getting to the booth. Let your taste decide. Pepsi, America's Choice. This one. You picked Pepsi. Pepsi, huh? This is the main event of the podcast. For the three in attendance locally and the millions listening around the world, ladies and gentlemen, it's time! We have been talking a very, very long time, so let's get through this game segment as quickly as possible. Mo, start talking, then stop talking so we can get on to the rest of the game segment. Um, oh my God, pressure. All right. So <laughs> no, I, I just have to say, usually the game segment is the most important segment of the show, but now it's the let's get this thing over with segment of the show. <laughs> he always has because, something to do, so. I mean, I don't know what the edit's going to come out like, but we're an hour into this recording and we haven't even gotten to this segment yet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, so eh, fix it in post. I want to talk about the game Jedi Survivor. It's the latest electronic arts oh, yeah. version. Oh, okay. Right. That I wish I could play. Um, <laughs> well, you, you can't. Is it out? End of that segment. Next well, to John. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I mean, I didn't buy it because the damn game is seventy dollars. What? It's sixty nine ninety nine for well, the like, base version. Oh, okay. I was about to say there's probably it's probably a premium, but it's not no, the premium. No, no, no. This is the base version. The premium version is like ninety bucks. Well, there's reasons why. Oh, I'm sure. But I mean, that's the thing is like, I mean, I've paid 50 bucks for a first day game that I'm really looking forward to. Like Assassin's Creed, something like that came out, you know, but I definitely pay it. $70? Let me tell you. Well, they're like 59 now, aren't they? Yeah, they, that's what I was going to say. Now, AAA's day one or $59.99. So they're 60 bucks. Yeah. So you're paying only $10 more on this one. And that $10, I guarantee, is Star Wars Disney tax. Yeah, probably. That's, you're probably right. But something hmm. about $70 for a computer game just hits me like I'm going to wait. Yeah. Even though I really want to play this game, I'm going to wait. That's what $60 does for me. <laughs> yeah, like sixty dollars yeah. did that for me. Like I know for a long time, forty nine ninety nine was the standard AAA yeah. launch 
right mm-hmm. price. Then it went up to 60 and I'm like, nope, bullshit on that. Cause I didn't want to pay 50 back then. Yeah. Right. I sure as hell don't want to pay 60. Kiss my ass on 70. I'll just wait for humble bundle. Cause in like three years, <laughs> when I get through like four of the games in my catalog, that thing will be on there for like a $20 bundle or something. Yeah, you're not kidding. Wasn't the previous Jedi game, that was under this whole Disney yeah. universe, Star Wars mm-hmm. thing, and it was still 59 Yeah, it was a while ago. I wonder, I, I wonder if, I've seen a lot of promotion on this one. Like there was a lot of uh, Mark ton. Hamill doing commercials for this one. Yeah. But I mean, you got to figure that's baked in. Advertising costs are baked in. I wonder why this, is this the new normal 70 or is this one, is or is this, this one an, just... Guess. An anomaly. We'll find out, right? Yeah. What's the next big titles that are going to release? We'll start to see if we start seeing sixty nine ninety nine. You know, people like my sons, they don't even flinch at fifty nine ninety nine. Wow. They're used to those price points because that's what games. they grew up with. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. They play them enough to get that money out of it, mm-hmm. right? I have a finite amount of time to play a game. So if I paid yeah. more than five bucks for it, I feel like I'm wasting my money because when will I ever play it? <laughs> yeah. But- yeah. And the thing is, I was also looking through reviews of it, the early reviews, and apparently it has a lot of bugs still and people are complaining about stuff, which, hey, if you're going to charge that much money, yeah, it should work. <laughs> well, but we've been saying that for 30 years. It's I know, I know. The price point is not the thing that makes us feel like the game should work. When you release a game, it should, it should fucking work. It work. should work. <laughs> right. yeah. Regardless of whether it's $10 or $200, I don't care. When Alan Wake first came out, and I was looking forward to that game for a year oh, yeah. and a half. That's great. Yeah, game. that game was flawless. There was yeah. nothing wrong with it, it just whatsoever. Worked. But now it's like they want us to beta test for them for seventy dollars a pop. It's stupid. That's the trend. Yeah, between yeah. DLC and day one patches mm-hmm. and fixing bugs and mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm curious to see. How, like, give us a few weeks. I'm curious to see how this plays out for them. You know, see how the sales go and stuff. But yeah, hmm. that's just too much for a game. I don't know. That's me. You know, maybe it's it normal and I'm gonna have to cough it up or just resign just myself wait. and wait six months. Yeah, and wait for the price yeah. to come down. But we'll, we'll see. All be playing six months after that's our new policies like yeah, whatever exactly. comes out <laughs> wait six months yeah yeah so that's right how about you john what you got for us i have an atari 2600 game and you okay. might think that's an old game or you might think it's another one of these long lost prototypes lost, yeah. but it's not it is a homebrew. Ah. Now I did a video on this and Mo, I'm going to give you the link to throw down okay. in the show notes. To take a look at the video because I will describe it briefly, but I will not do it justice. So there's one of my favorite arcade games that's not super well known, but I love it. And I discovered it. And every time I see it, I really like it called Zookeeper. Oh yeah, that's great. That's a nutty game. Holy cow. It, it, yeah, it's really interesting. If you've never played it, you are a zookeeper, not surprisingly. <laughs> and it's a zoo where all these animals are trying to escape the walls and you run around the the perimeter of the wall, increasing the wall while they chew at it and try to get out. And the yeah. goal is to finish the level with all the animals inside, as many as you can to score. It's a really fast paced game. There's a million things moving on the screen at once. There's all these flashing numbers and things and you're moving in four or five directions. None of that makes sense on the Atari 2600 hardware. Like that game right. just should not work on that thing. Yeah. But just like Galagon, which was the Galaga port that we could mm, not believe beautiful. was on the 2600. The same company, Champ Games, run by a gentleman named John Champo, has put out a port, and it's not brand new. It's a year or so old. But when I saw it, like I bought the everything, the box, the manual, the real cartridge, all that oh, stuff, wow. and it comes with with a ROM. And when I reviewed it, I, I saw the videos online, but I'm like, it looks pretty good. I'm surprised what they did, but it won't play like it. It's stupid. 
stupid accurate. Really? In my video, I put them side by side. Things like when you like when you pick something up that happens in real arcade games, the score appears right on right where you picked right. it up. Like you eat a cherry and this hmm. says 100 right, or right. says 500 mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Wow. You eat a ghost okay. and it says 600, whatever. Right. There's no 600, but you know what I'm saying. Things like that, that's there. The score is flashing. That's there. The guy runs out on screen like an opening animation. All that is there. Plus like every bonus level, there are intermediate bonus levels where you have to make wow. your way up these platforms. That's baked into this 2600 game. There's an extra man level where you have to go up a couple of escalators, jumping animals to earn an extra man. That's on there. It is so ridiculously accurate. I could not believe it. And it's, I think the thumbnail for my video just says, wow, because that's how I felt. It was just (laughs) staggeringly good. You know, I wonder how much of this, I've probably asked you this question before, John, is Mm due to the fact that you can cram more code on a cartridge because of the size limitations of the cartridge rather than the functionality of the system. Like you're talking Mm. about storage versus CPU, right? And I think you can store more code on these newer game homebrew cartridges that they're doing. Like you, instead of like, you know, kilobytes that you were probably dealing with back in those days. Now you're like, a gigabyte is nothing for a cartridge. I wonder if that is a way that Mm. makes it more possible for them to do these better games on these older systems. I think that might be part of it. I'm not going to say I'm sure that's part of it, the ability to put more storage. So it used to be that an Atari cartridge was like 2K or 4K later. I think it's really really small. really big. They went to 4K, yeah. And it was because memory was expensive. This was memory Mm -hmm. on a board, a little PCB that you plugged in, and to have a bigger game just didn't make sense. Right. So part of it is more storage space, absolutely. But additionally, as people have hobbied with this, is that a verb to hobby? I will have been hobbying. The, (laughs) the, The hobbyists who love Atari 2600, have gone back and figured out new ways to do stuff that it just it took time for people to figure out how to trick the system. We, we've talked about is huh. like it was initially supposed to be two tanks and two bullets and that was it. Like it was designed to have a mirrored screen and that was all, but people found a way to do cool things. That's why we have Pitfall. That's why we had Mega mm-hmm. Mania. We had things that wasn't supposed to do back then. And people have even said that in the cartridges, in some cases they're putting a little coprocessor, but let me tell That's you. That's what I was going to, I was going to yeah, ask that. But here's yeah. the thing. I have, so when you buy the game, you get the ROM file to play with your Stella emulator. That doesn't right. have more hardware in it. That thing works just as well, too. So could there be code inside the ROM file that acts as a code I suppose it's possible. So look, I'm, I'm going to cover another one of these. And I've been speaking with John Shampo, the guy that writes these games. I might have an interview with him to talk about how ah, in the hell cool. he's accomplishing these things that, that are awesome. unbelievable. Like if you take that game back and you hand it to me when I'm 11, I would not be here today because I would have a damn heart attack at 11 years old. <laughs> How in the hell is this game working on this the system? I mean, I loved the Pac-Man that you guys hate. I can't imagine if I got something that <laughs> was this close like the Galagon yeah. and this I know. thing. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So I, all, all I'm going to do is rant and rave. So I'm going I'm to cut off there. But look at the video. Check it out. Whether you like Zookeeper itself or not, these guys and distributed through Atari Age, they're doing all kinds of them. They had the Galagon that was the Galaga we talked about. They have a Mappy. Oh my God, the Mappy is so really? good. They have wow. a Bosconian clone that has a different name, did something else. And right now, they're working on coming out later in the summer an elevator action, the Taito Ooh, game. Cool. It looks so good. I've seen preliminary videos on it. It's it's so mm. good. So homebrew authors are doing such cool stuff. Look, they 
they could program and release it on Steam if they want, but there's something about working within the limitations. It's yeah. honing their craft and doing something you shouldn't be able to do, and it makes it that much cooler. So Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Links in the show notes for sure. It's, it's worth checking out. Yeah. Uh, so, George, let's shift to you. I know you've been working your way through some uh, some humble bundle games, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we were talking about it with the Star Wars game. You know, you mm-hmm. just wait mm-hmm. around, and yeah. s- eventually something's going to happen. Unfortunately, in this case, it was the Hunger Turkey earthquakes that happened yeah. a while back. Uh, but every time one of those worldwide natural disaster kind of things happens, Humble Bundle gets together with a lot of great publishers and gets like expensive games and just yeah. throws them in a massive bundle. And that's what <laughs> happened in this case. I've mentioned it multiple times. There's 130 items that were listed in this bundle. Jeez. 68 of them were games. There was also a big group of saga comic books from the old uh, independent comic book days. Yeah. But it eventually makes every single item in the bundle worth 23 cents when you paid whatever the minimum was for the bundle at the time. That all being said, I'm moving through the games list because we've done the Humble Bundle thing once before. I'm doing (laughs) it again. Uh, Instead of just picking out a game that's letter A through Z, I'm just going through the whole bundle. I skipped over a couple of the games because in the list, there were or in the bundle there were games we've already talked about on the show okay oh, sure. sure so i was like okay i'm just not going to bring those back up yet yeah, they're in the bundle you can go look at the list if you got the bundle you know which ones they are mm-hmm. but this was the next one up that we haven't talked about before and it's called strange brigade i'm familiar with that one this one is like if you took uh, Left for Dead married it okay. with a 1930s newsreel and the mummy movies from Brendan Fraser. That's okay. this game. Huh. Doesn't sound bad. No. You pick one of four characters, and each one of the characters, of course, has their own specialties and weapons they use a little bit better. There's right, some right. magical forces involved in the game, as you might imagine. Like I said, uh, the reason why I talked about the mummy is you're fighting in uh, you know Egypt in undead mummy worlds and okay. stuff. Mm-hmm. You know you're going there to find out what happened to this uh, archaeologist and it's a great concept i love the fun tongue-in-cheek kind of stuff they do and that's where everything stops oh no <laughs> i am not a fan of the game mechanics uh oh. it's definitely designed to play with a controller however the xbox controller when you select xbox in the options mm-hmm. doesn't want to work you have to select the steam controller option to get your xbox controller to work so to me that's, that's a that's a flaw this mm-hmm. is not a new game this came out in 2018 they should have figured this shit out by now it's five yeah. years mm-hmm. then when you go to shoot something all right john if you're playing a, a shooting game where you're running around rapid fire mm-hmm. and you pull your trigger down yep. to line up or sight on something not your trigger to fire but the other oh, one, yeah, yeah. the left right. trigger yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you kind of want to focus the screen where the thing you're trying to aim at is dead in the middle of the screen right yeah. of course you're, you're yeah. basically you're focusing you're zooming in yeah of course this is one of those stupid ass games that puts the reticle off to the right of the gun barrel so it's like a perspective shot it's not right, right, directly okay. down the line of sight of a gun barrel you're still in third person and it's off to one side or the other but wait so when you zoom in it doesn't correct that it doesn't bring the gun center and zoom in on your eye no it oh, only does dumb. that on one gun which is of course the sniper sniper rifle. Yeah. every other weapon that you use and by the way you have to pull that left trigger to be able to fire your gun. You can't just fire on the go with the right trigger. You have to pull that one to equip the gun into your hand. Hmm. Oh, it's like, yeah, I see That's the weird, weird mechanic. On top of yeah. that, the motion controls are super twitchy and touchy. So like 
you have to be very careful with your thumbs as far as like if you pull your thumb hard to the right or left because something action is happening really fast mm-hmm. your guy just spins around faster than the tasmanian devil it is the <laughs> it's way overcompensated now maybe there's some things in the options that i can go and fix and tone that stuff down a little bit yeah, but i but shouldn't still. have to do that out of the gate you think yeah. you would start it at what's the accepted average instead of crazy yeah. right. spin too fast. I see. Yeah. 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 It's uh it's a little tough. Um the game is fun though. The like I said, the tongue-in-cheek nature of the writing and the characters, that all is good. Uh, there is some fun moments that I've played in the first scene and it looks like it's like left for dead. You know how you played in the different areas, mm-hmm. right? There, there this is kind of that yeah. same thing, um, yep. but this is in the story mode. There's also a four player online together mode. So that's why right. I say it's kind of like left for yeah. dead. And there's regard. a lot of left for dead in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think yet? it could be fun, <laughs> but it's definitely got its flaws. The bigger flaw, Mo, to your point earlier, this game is still $50 five years later. What? What? For the base edition. That's ridiculous. There is a deluxe edition of this game. Mo, you ready for this? What? $10 more than your Jedi game. No. At 80 bucks. Holy crap. Yeah. Now, there's probably a whole bunch of DLC packs and crap included in that $80, I'm sure. But come on. That's crazy. Really? For a five-year-old game, I've never ever heard of it, which does not necessarily make it a good or bad game. It just, but to still be like, it's not, it's not a uh, modern warfare, right? No, no. Sometimes no. they can demand the full price for a while, but Strange Brigade is. I've never heard of it. It's not yeah. part of a franchise. You would think when it comes out, everybody that wants it in the first six eight months is going to be a full price, and then you drop it by ten bucks, fifteen bucks, or something, sure. you know. But still full price after all this. That seems odd. That's crazy. So forty nine dollars might be the original price. It's kind of hard to tell on steam sometimes what the original price was Mm -hmm. because you know they only do that slash thing whenever it's on sale yeah but when they reduce it i don't know if it forever stays that way anyway it's from a developer and publisher named rebellion never heard of them before Mm -hmm. looks like it could have been fun but yeah i think i'm gonna uninstall this game even at 23 cents i don't think i want to take the time to fool with it anymore yeah sounds like it sounds frustrating yeah Yeah, a little bit because i think it could have been really fucking good i think it really could just a few little gameplay tweaks line up my gun when you make me pull a trigger Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. don't make me spin around like a top (laughs) i think we're golden and like we had just said we're adults now we have a finite amount of time to play you can't just forgive a bunch of problems and say have an okay time look i maybe have a couple hours to play in the week I want to play something I really, really enjoy. So you, you can't yeah, play that. That works. So. <laughs> yeah, that works. Yeah, good. Oh, well. Like we said before, they can't all be winners. 23 cents, though. Worth a try. Yeah. <laughs> Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing, to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Right on. If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. Tone up your body with exercise. Tone up your skin with tone. I'm toning up. I'm toning up from my head to my toes. I'm toning up. I'm toning up. Now my skin's gonna glow. I'm toning up. I'm toning up. Toning up looking good. I'm toning up. Tone, the skincare bar with cocoa butter.
It cleans, moisturizes, and conditions for healthy-looking skin. I'm All righty, as we round out the show, we always like to take just a few moments here toward the end of the show to talk about the things we're either looking at right now or looking forward to between now and the next time we get together. And I'd like to start with you, George, and find out what you have on the horizon. Yeah, well, uh, first thing that I have on the horizon is getting better with Power Director. That's mm-hmm. becoming essential with what I'm trying to do on YouTube to follow <laughs> yep. in your footsteps. Uh, next thing, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. This is the second film yeah. in the animated stuff mm-hmm. that they awesome. did before. Uh, that is coming out on June the 2nd. Oh, so wow. I'm definitely looking forward to that. It's oh, right wow. up there on the horizon. But the thing that's my guilty pleasure that I'm the most looking forward to, oh, I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. I'm looking forward to Fast X, the 10th oh. film in the Fast and the Furious <laughs> franchise. At some point, aren't they going to get too old to do these? Well, I mean, <laughs> are they already there? I'll say that I think they're probably going to run out of bad guys for Dom Toretto to go up against because they always <laughs> want a guy who's as big and muscular and bulky yeah. as he is. Now they hit Jason Momoa. I don't know who's left at this point. So Where are you going to go? Do they, yeah. do they kill them all at the end? Is that what happens? They can't come back? I. They've killed half these characters like five or six times and they just, <laughs> they just bring them back. back. <laughs> they do it in a retrospective way. And then they say, oh, no, he really wasn't dead. That was, you know, misdirection. I mean, who knows? But they're fun. They're mindless. And they're all about family. Um, (laughs) They are that. (laughs) I'm looking forward to that. John, what about you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, just released today. I don't know when I'm going to get to play it because my daughter and my wife will be controlling these switches in the near future. But the new Legend of Zelda game just came out. Tears of the Kingdom. Ah. Uh, Look, I enjoyed the, what was the one, the last one on the Switch? I'm drawing a blank. The uh, Call of the Wild? Yeah, Call of the Wild, I think it was called. Was that the one you bought the Switch for? Oh, that's what I bought the Switch for. I did, exactly. And played all the way through, and I haven't touched the Switch really, other than a couple times. But I'll go back to it for this, because those games are so good. Uh, The next thing is May 26th. It's the next time we record, so it's right on the ragged edge. But The Machine, that movie about the the, the comedian who talks about his time in Russia becoming The Machine, right? (laughs) No. The one I did the trailer reaction you did the trailer for. Reaction. Yeah, you're like, what movie? That one, George. That one, it's so <laughs> funny. It's this guy. He's a comic who has this great bit that took off and they've turned it into a film. I'm looking forward to that on May 26th. That's in theaters only. The thing I'm most looking forward to is I had never heard of this till I caught this trailer. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is a thing. It's a series called FUBAR. And we all know what FUBAR stands for. It's all right. case. It's an acronym, May 25th on Netflix. This is Arnold Schwarzenegger. In a <laughs> oh, Netflix series, it looks like True Lies, but in the future. I know there's a True Lies series. This isn't that. He's a retired right. CIA operative that is brought back for one more important thing. But now he's working <laughs> with his daughter, who is also some kind of an operative. And this it, is it, True it, Lies, the next generation. Yeah, really. That's what, what it, it looks like. like. <laughs> and it looks like the kind of over-the-top Arnold doing crazy stuff. He does something insane. Everybody looks at him. He's like, what? Like, it's just obvious for him. It's one of those kind of, right. like, they're having fun with it. And it's not hyper-serious. That's why it kind of invokes that True Lies feeling for me. But that's coming again May 25th on Netflix. I, I just think seeing these big action stars come back like Stallone did in his series, I love what they're doing with these guys now later in life. So it looks good. That's what I'm looking forward to. Mo, how about you? What do you got coming? Wow. Um, so one thing is still looking forward to that uh, movie still, the Michael J. Fox story. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was supposed right. to be released already, uh, oh. but it got delayed because he's he is showing solidarity for the writers. Oh, the ah. writer's strike. And I he won't see. let it be released. Right. So he won't let them release it yet. So be. they don't have a date. I'll Good be. for him. Okay. Stand up yeah. guy. 
Yep, there you go. absolutely. Um, I'm also looking forward to Fubar, like for all the reasons John already Did went see through. see that? Yeah, it looks fun. You know, for <laughs> sure. It just looks like just fun, campy, you know, I'm all in. Yeah, it's like just have fun. Have, we'll just yeah, show. exactly. That's all. Yep. Uh, and the last thing I'm really looking forward to is a Netflix show called Black Knight, which has nothing hmm. to do with Marvel or anything else. Okay, I was about to ask. Yeah, nothing to do with that. It's a Korean show, actually, um, that Netflix produced. And to me, it hits like all those kind of future dystopia, worlds destroyed by pollution, but like a road mm-hmm. war ish kind of feel to it mm, you know okay. where this guy is like a courier that travels between these cities and of course you know it's like the wastelands and he has a fight of course so ah. to me it looks like you know it has car action fighting dystopia world destroyed you know hey what more can you ask for in a, you know a you series know, those korean netflix stuff they've done a really good job in yeah. some genres like uh the zombie stuff oh they have yeah, yeah some stuff out of the park in that i yep. i think i could look forward to this this sounds fun yeah so it's it's again that's coming out on the may 12th so it's already out i think or it's just coming out today actually yeah as we oh. record so i pretty much know what i'm doing tonight <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're gonna watch a muppets mayhem tonight i told you you oh, have your plans oh, already. oh debate yeah, that's the challenge of too much good stuff on television. Yeah, well, really. that won't happen for a while because the writer strike is going to slow this stuff down. That's so we'll true. have a chance to, mm. while they get their fair share, we can spend that Absolutely. time catching up on stuff that they <laughs> yeah, already wrote for us to enjoy. Yeah. Yep. All right. Hey, before we get out of the show, I want to quickly give a huge thank you to a brand new Patreon supporter, Ooh. Andy O. He, awesome. Again, it's not even someone that I've met before. You know, it's one thing we're like, oh, Bob, this guy we know. It's so nice when someone that we have not met, they not even reach out and talk to us before they're like we see what you're doing we hear the podcast we watch youtube we see you on social we want to support what you're doing mm-hmm. andy headed over to genxgrownup.com slash patreon and threw his hat in the ring he's like i would like to contribute and support financially just a little bit every month to make sure we can continue to do what we do so andy thank you so much to you and to all of the patrons uh we're just always humbled by your generosity and your willingness to support us so again genxgrownup.com slash patreon become a part of that amazing roster of individuals awesome. to support us thank you so much that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the show. Don't worry. Relax. We'll be back in two weeks with another one. More importantly, we'll be here next week with the backtrack. That's where we pick a single nostalgic topic. What happened to you, George? I just love you're always like, don't worry. We'll be right back. I'm like, it's over an hour, dude. Half the people are asleep. You just woke them up. That's all that's just <laughs> Wake up. We'll be back in two weeks. Like, you know, they're like, they're like dude, we're not going to be there. You know, <laughs> they've learned by now. Next week, though, is our backtrack. That's where we pick a single nostalgic thing and dig in deep. And this time around, we're going back to the radio. We are talking about <laughs> the Billboard 100 top tracks from the year 1983, 40 years ago. We did mm. this last year for 1982. Yeah. It was very well received. Received. George has done the research. We've laid out mm-hmm. all the music, and we're going to walk through the songs that were biggest in North America on that Billboard Hot 100 chart for the year 40 years ago. So I hope you'll join us for that one. Yeah, that was a great year for music, man. Holy cow. It was. You're not going to believe. <laughs> I can't believe all these songs were the Holy same cow. year. Like, all yeah. this we got? What an embarrassment of riches. Yep. Be sure you're here for that one. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here, man. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you. Always fun, man. Fourth listener, it is you, though. We all appreciate most of all, and we can't wait to talk to you again next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Uh, Felicia Rashad's in it. I mean, and the cast, too. They got just amazing cast in this thing. 
Yeah, I don't even need Felicia Rashad, honestly. Yeah. Oh wait, it's the, not. It's not Felicia Rashad. I'm oh, sorry. Um, go back. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I'm um, sorry. Hold oh, what's her name from The Office? Yeah, and from Parks and Rec. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. Oh, the the girl that Jim dated for a time is she something oh. Rashad? Yes, I'm thinking yeah. of the Cosby person. That's the wrong person. It was uh, what's his name's daughter? Um, Rashida, Rashida Jones. Rashida, Rashida Jones. Jones. That's something. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, sorry, in a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't come that on. bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. 